At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. I think that gnat is still around. Might have just went my nostril. You <laughs> <laughs> got a gnat flying around. I don't know what hey, is going on. It's, a, it's like it's the omen of the night. After the lightning lose, this gnat He's a terrorist. He's trying yeah. to make life hard in the studio. Come on, man. man. Good, good, we lost goodness. enough tonight. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, so two, three to two, the final score as the Colorado Avalanche win in overtime, take a 3-1 series lead. Three, yeah, 3-1 series lead. And uh, game number five will be on Friday night with uh, the Avalanche a minus 160 favorite right now. Uh, buyback around plus 140 there for the Tampa Bay Lightning as uh, Nazem Kadri in his return scores the game's winning goal, 12-02 into overtime. So no NHL tomorrow night, but we do have the NBA draft tomorrow night. Number one pick occupied by Sean's Orlando Magic. And to talk more about it, we bring in Nick Whalen, frequent guest on the program. You can always follow Nick on Twitter, at Whalen, but replace the L with the number one from Rotowire. Uh, Nick, we, we talked about it with Johnny Avella from DraftKings uh, last hour about this, the roller coaster ride of the odds for the number one overall pick. Got as low as you know minus 135 at some spots for Jabari Smith. He's now back up to minus 450. So uh, are you expecting any wackiness there with number one, or do you think it is status quo? Jabari Smith goes to Orlando. Well, I mean, the Orlando Magic are, are not exactly the Sacramento Kings, so I, I don't think that we can expect like a, a full wackiness rating with this number one pick. And I think the odds, you know, especially this late, uh, what are we, like, I don't know, 21 hours before the draft, uh, the fact that Jabari Smith has moved to minus 450 that's an indication. That means something. And he's he's kind of been the, the quiet favorite this entire time, it's felt like, to go number one. Uh, but, you know, deep down, to me, it always felt like Chet Holmgren was such a classic, like, John Hammond, Orlando Magic guy uh, that I wouldn't have been surprised if he was the pick at number one. I still wouldn't be completely shocked if Orlando surprises us and takes Holmgren or takes Paolo Banquero, who actually has lower odds than Chet Holmgren, to go number one right now. But, guys, at, at this juncture, I mean, minus 450 at DK, it looks like it's going to be Jabari Smith. So if you go just by the odds, it looks like Jabari Smith is going one. Chet Holmgren is going two. He's minus 250. And Paulo Banchero is going three. 
The first pick that seems to be maybe up for debate where we could potentially make some money tomorrow seems to be pick four. What have you been hearing about Sacramento and their plans with the fourth pick? Well, it's the Kings, so literally anything is on the table here. <laughs> I, I, I have no they, they might they might draft this gnat that's flying around your studio right now, for all I know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, and it, it's so fitting, right, that it's the Sacramento Kings, like the team that is so desperate for a superstar picking fourth in a three-player draft. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a lot of variables here, and you have to keep in mind, if you're betting, you know, fourth overall pick odds at the DK Sportsbook, maybe Sacramento trades this pick. Maybe it doesn't belong to the Kings by the time it's, you know, 8 p.m. Central tomorrow night, and, and that team is on the clock. So you have to consider that. But I think if the Kings keep it, you know, Jaden Ivey, he's the favorite for a reason to go fourth overall. He's almost, uh, or he's minus 175, excuse me, uh, at the DK Sportsbook right now. And on paper, that doesn't make a ton of sense, right? This is a team that has drafted like three straight guards mm -hmm. in the high lottery. You still have De'Aaron Fox. You have Davion Mitchell. But again, it's the Kings. And they're one of those teams that always seems to be in just, uh, you know, player acquisition mode. We'll figure it out later. Even if that means trading someone like Tyrese Halliburton, you know, less than two years into his NBA career. So I think Jaden Ivey is, is the betting favorite for a reason. Keegan Murray would make a lot of sense. You know, we, we could see someone like Dyson Daniels, who's 10 to 1. Uh, defensive-minded young guard. I mean, maybe they take a swing on Shaden Sharp, who's at 13 to one. You know, looking for some star power. I think Ben Matherin from Arizona. He's at 15 to one. Uh, could be in play. Uh, it seems like it's going to be Ivy or Murray. I would lean toward Ivy, but obviously, if you're betting Ivy, you're not getting great value there. By the way, I'm on the record as saying uh, Ben Matherin will be the second best player in this draft three years from now. I think one of Chet Palu Jabari will turn into a superstar, but I think Ben will end up being the second-best player. Having said that, the Detroit Pistons sit at five. Today, the ticker came told us that they traded Jeremy – I think it's Jeremy, right? Grant, yeah, Jeremy Grant to the Portland Trailblazers yep. for a future number one pick. Will that have any impact on what they're doing at five tomorrow? I've heard rumors that they're in the DeAndre Ayton chase as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that trade, I think we, we knew that was coming. We didn't necessarily know he was going to Portland, but I think Detroit has been – pretty openly shopping Jeremy Grant really since the end of last season. So I, I don't know that that has a ton of bearing on what happens tomorrow. However, you know, if we see a, a DeAndre Ayton or a Rudy Gobert or you know, John Collins, whoever it might be, if one of those guys is on the move and Detroit is in the mix there, you know, the number five pick could, could very easily be on the table. And obviously that would shake things up considerably. If Detroit keeps this pick, you know, I like Keegan Murray to go there quite a bit. I think Detroit, you know, they have their superstar in Cade Cunningham. You know, they have that guy in place. There's other teams picking in the top five, top six, top seven that are still kind of looking for that piece, but Detroit has it. So they're now in the mode of, okay, you know, we have a guy who we think could be our Luka Doncic type. We need to start surrounding him with guys and we can't afford to miss on this pick. So Keegan Murray, Ben Matherin, those are the two guys I would target if I were the Detroit Pistons, if we're assuming, especially that Jaden Ivey, excuse me, is off the board at number four. I think those are both really safe picks. You know, a cop that I heard a while back for Keegan Murray was kind of like a poor man's Anton Jameson, which I think makes a ton of sense. You know, and if he could have 80 to 90 percent of the career that Anton Jameson had, you know, make one or two all-star games, just be a super consistent player. I think you're really happy with getting that type of value with the fifth overall pick in this draft. Yeah, him going four is interesting, as you mentioned, uh, Nick, as we're chatting with Nick Whalen from Rotowire. Uh, but I, I think why I wouldn't bet Keegan Murray to go four is I think if Jaden Ivey selected, we could see a trade. You know, the Knicks apparently really like uh, Jaden Ivey. A lot of teams are, are infatuated by Jaden Ivey. When it comes to the top right. 10, Nick, 
Uh, is there a player that you think could find his way in? We've seen some movement uh, in the betting market with Jalen Duran. A lot of mock drafts have him going nine to the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know if I fully buy that. He's at minus 120. Uh, the guy that keeps rising up a lot of boards, and I think San Antonio at nine, drafting Usman Dang, who would make a lot of sense. You know, a guy from France, European guy, uh, mm-hmm. long, kind of raw. So is there any player that you like to sneak into that top 10 uh, that you think might be worth a, a play here less than 24 hours from the draft? Yeah, I mean, Usman Jang is kind of the guy who jumps out, and his number is even lower than it was uh, when I was talking on the DraftKings morning show this morning. I think he was plus 125 at that point to go top 10, and now he's plus 110. Uh, He's a player who's risen dramatically. And and, uh, Julian Edlow from DraftKings, I think, made a great comp uh, earlier today. And and he said he's kind of like, it feels like he's the Josh Giddy of this draft, where a month before the draft last year, you heard about Josh Giddy as like maybe a lottery guy, maybe late first round. All of a sudden, come draft night, he's going in the, I think he won, what, six overall to OKC? And I don't think Jeng's going to go that high. But, you know, this is someone who is not really on the radar all that much, unless you're really in the weeds with the draft, you know, until a couple months ago. And all of a sudden, it feels like he's really picking up steam over these last couple of weeks. So I think betting him at plus money makes some sense. Uh, you know, Johnny Davis's number from Wisconsin, he's really interesting because he's minus 200 to go top 10. But his over-under draft slot is nine and a half. And that's shaded uh, toward the over. So basically, the odds are implying we think he's going exactly 10th to the Washington Wizards. Feels like maybe he has a promise there. Um, you know, Jeremy Sohan, he's almost two to one. I think he has a good chance to, to go in the top 10. I think that's a really projectable, defensive minded player, the, the type of player that good teams, you know, team like Portland picking seventh, New Orleans picking eight, uh, even San Antonio at nine. You know, that's a guy who can come in, plug and play, help you win games next season. See, I feel like Usman Dieng is who. Adam Sandler's new movie, Hustle, was really about. <laughs> He's not from Spain. He's the, from the real life Bo Cruz. Right, Bo Cruz, baby. He's from, uh, he's from France, man. Um, Great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, really, uh, that was. Uh, I, I actually, I did see it last week, and I, I love the Anthony Edwards cameo. I think that was, uh, he pretty much stole the show. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is impressive, man. I thought he was really good. Juancho he Hernan was. Gomez was solid, too. So uh, yeah. we're, we're talking to Nick Whalen. Uh, from Rotowire, great stuff uh, on the draft. Yeah, the Johnny Davis, you know, discussion is interesting. Where you mentioned, you know, over minus two sixty at nine and a half, but minus two hundred to go top ten. So once again, a lot of those mocks, Nick, that, that you mentioned, have him going tenth to uh, to the Washington Wizards. Um, Jeremy Sohan's a guy that that intrigues me. Uh, I think another, you know, like you mentioned, lockdown defensive player uh, over under sitting at twelve and a half. What about uh, Mark Williams? Because he's a player you can get plus money on his under at thirteen and a half. I don't know if I'm buying that, uh, but you know, what's your feeling on Mark Williams? Do you think he drops a little bit? I I just feel like I go back and forth because I look at Robert Williams and how important he was for the Celtics, and I think that's the type of rim defender he could be. So uh, what do you think? Do you think we see Mark Williams go lottery or would you lean towards the over 13 and a half on the Duke center? You know, I think we see him go lottery, but I think it could be, you know, it could be 14. Maybe the Cavs, you know, maybe the Cavs trade out of that pick. Like it wouldn't make a lot of sense for Cleveland, which has Jared Allen and has Evan Mobley uh, to take Mark Williams there. But, you know, especially if Jalen Duran comes off the board, you know, maybe it's New York at 11, maybe it's Washington at 10, maybe it's OKC at 12. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's whatever happens with Duran kind of affects Mark Williams because maybe some of those teams that are just hoping to get one of those guys, 
you know, if Duran goes earlier than expected, then maybe that sends them into a frenzy and they feel like they need to move up and get Mark Williams. I will say, I, if Duran's off the board, I don't know that Williams makes it past the Hornets at 13. And of course, they pick again at 15. You know, it just seems like such a natural fit. Mason Plumley, kind of a disappointment. They've, they've kind of been cycling guys in and out of that center spot really since Al Jefferson left, you know, five, six years ago, whenever that was. And I, I think he's the type of guy that could grow along with that Hornets young core. So maybe they have to choose between Williams and Duran at 13, but I'd be surprised if they don't get one of those big men with one of their two uh, mid-first round picks. Follow him on Twitter at Whalen, but replace the L with the number one. It is Nick Whalen from Rotowire. Nick, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Hey, of course, guys. Enjoy the night. There he is. Nick Whalen from Rotowire talking to NBA. I wanted to ask him another question. We'll text him. Okay. Peace. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Game four of the Stanley Cup final goes. Colorado Avalanche, Nazem Kadri, game-winning goal in overtime. That up. I do have to. That's that's oh, yeah. our job. That's what we have to do. We have to let people know. Uh, three to two, the final, and the under hits for the first time in this series. But the Avalanche take a three-one series lead, and now the series price has ballooned out to minus fourteen hundred for the Colorado Avalanche and plus eight hundred or plus eight fifty, depending on where you look. On the buyback. So I got some questions for you. Okay. I've got to lock you down because you're out the rest of the week, right? I am, yeah. We're going to miss you. But what are you betting tomorrow 
NBA draft-wise? Nothing. Okay, so you don't like any of these. I feel like I have to take A.J. Griffin. So in the sheet that I'm looking at, the left column is over the number and the right column's under? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I guess it says it right in front of me. Ooh. Because I'm looking at A.J. Griffin. I hadn't heard his name mentioned in a lot of these mocks. Um, well, there's a reason it moved to 11 and a half, and I think the Knicks at 11, if they don't make a move, I've seen him falling to them. Um, I, I think that Wizards, uh, Knicks, in that back end of the lottery seems to be the, the spot for him. But, yeah, you're certainly, uh, you're certainly looking good for your cigar bet, so you can... That is my lone bet, I guess, is the bet against you that A.J. Griffin will go in the first uh, top, in the top 10 because he has been falling. So he's been, uh, he's been one of them to, to fall a little bit. I don't know if Oklahoma City is, is one. Um, what about my guy Ben Matherin? I mean, the Trailblazers, he's basically Jeremy Grant. They just picked up Jeremy Grant, so I don't see him going there. Well, he's over under six and a half, so I don't think he's lasting to seven. Um, I think Ben Matherin. The Pacers. Has- I think Matherin has a chance. Maybe the Pistons are going to replace Grant and his salary with Matherin. I think I think Ben Matherin going five to Detroit is is certainly gaining a lot of steam. Uh, you look at the odds right now at DraftKings; it's plus two hundred for him to go fifth overall to the Detroit Pistons. So that's the play tomorrow. Ben Matherin. I could see that. Yeah, wouldn't oppose that. He's an athletic wing. That can score, which is exactly what Jeremy Grant was. They just paid Jeremy Grant a bunch of money. So they bring in a cheaper, younger option to grow with the young point guard. And then you now you have the available cap to go out and get DeAndre Ayton and not be in the luxury tax zone. Does that make sense? They ain't getting DeAndre Ayton without parting with the fifth overall pick. So explain to me. So explain to me DeAndre Ayton's contractual situation with Phoenix, because the the story I've been told is they're not going to extend him. Does that mean he's a free agent currently, or does he, they have some kind of team option where he has one more year, but they're not going to give him the long term extension? Like that's kind of the part of that I didn't completely understand, because it wasn't necessarily that Phoenix didn't want him. It was that they wasn't. He's a restricted free agent, which in the NBA vernacular means that you team, have to give compensation back for him. Well, actually, no. You're uh, he could just be signed, and if, if they if the Suns don't match that, he would be able to walk. So, um, which they basically have said they're not, because otherwise they'd extend. I mean, him, they, they can give him the most, right? Right, but they could do a sign and trade, um, you know, with him. So, I. I the DeAndre situ- Ayton situation is, is fascinating. I can't imagine he'd walk. They'd let him walk down in Phoenix without some sort of compensation returning. But um, what I'll, I'll say this, though. If Jaden Ivey slips past four, he's going five to Detroit. I, I think that is safe to say. But I don't know. I think four is so unique looking ahead. Um, I hope Jaden goes to Sacramento. I don't think... I'd love to see him and De'Aaron Fox trying to defend in the NBA. Well, they got Mitchell too. They drafted. I mean, they made a horrendous trade this off in the. Yeah, they got the- Davion Mitchell there too, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Get smaller, Sacramento, in a league that's getting longer. I think, and we're going to talk to John Yastrzemski coming up bottom of the hour. Uh, I, I could see 
teams trying to get up to four. So that's why, and I mentioned this to Nick, I don't know if he'll end up in Sacramento, but I think ultimately Jaden Ivey goes four, and they more or less kind of putting up for, for bid. But so do you win your bet? Yeah, if he if goes, that happens? if he's selected four, you you win your bet. He goes four, so uh, that's yeah, that's not necessarily something I'm looking at. By the way, uh, Aaron just passed this along. CBS Sports Sam Qu- uh, Quinn says a max contract from the Suns would be worth a projected seven hundred one hundred seventy six point nine million over five years for Aiden. If he signed a max contract elsewhere, it would reach an estimated one thirty one over four seasons. So, oh, so he's straight either way. So yeah. Um, but just, I know you'd probably are, rather live in Phoenix than Detroit. Well, the reports are that the Sun, the Suns aren't really necessarily going to be ready to sign him long term. But if there's something worked out uh, with the sign and trade, where you get the five year deal and then they ship that to a place like Detroit, that's what could ultimately play out. So I don't get these teams. I don't know why they don't like DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's a good player. Uh, it's ownership, man. Ownership. And I'd be trying to move the uh, grandfather. Somebody who thinks he's got another year left. He's already under contract. I mean, if, if Russell Westbrook can be traded, anybody can be traded. I mean, you can go play magical GM if you want. So Jalen Duren is sitting here at 10 and a half. Really is one of the few guys that seems to be some uncertainty. What are you hearing with the Memphis big man? Anything at all? Um, now, didn't he just go and work out late for someone? There's a lot of smoke that he could be going nine to San Antonio, and that's why I think the market has moved uh, in that direction. Um, Which I guess that would be a mute point if they trade Deontay Murray for John Collins, right? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not buying the Jalen Duran being a top ten pick right now. So over? Um, yeah, I guess I would probably look over there. It's only minus one two. Trying to see, can we at least have one live wager tomorrow for the NBA draft? That's all I want. I just want one live wager. Like, Aaron, if you like something back there. Well, you're not going to make be able to make any of these bets. They're all draft games. <laughs> so we could talk. There's to nothing people. in town? No, no, just number one just number one overall pick. That's it. Well, we got people that have draft picks at so we're trying to help them. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I think where it gets interesting is, you know, you look at who will be a first-rounder. Um, I mentioned this last night, and it's moved to minus one six. I think Christian Brown's going in the first round, uh, the the guard out of Kansas. Why? Why? Yeah, because he's an athletic guard who can shoot. How about that? I'm with you though. Obviously, they think so too. He's minus one sixty to go in the first round. Your guy Trevor Keels has moved. He's down to three to one to go in the first round. Why? Uh, Patrick Baldwin has shifted back, so he was at plus 150 yesterday. It's now plus 250. So, um, Remind me who Patrick Baldwin played for. Uh, University of Wisconsin at Milwaukee. Oh, that's the coach's son. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't get a chance to see. Well, he was injured all year. The fighting uh, University. Panthers. <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee's this year. Was he a good player? I, I think... The one interesting one. Or he's going to get drafted off of what he was in high school. Yeah, what he was in high school. He was, the, at yeah. one point, number three three you know recruit. He picked UW-Milwaukee over Duke. Uh, I think the interesting one, Sean, is Keegan Murray over five and a half. So we talked about 
number four, right? And there's there's been some buzz about Murray going number four to Sacramento. He's worked out for the Kings. He's willing to go to the Kings. And what do the Kings ultimately do? Do they go Jaden Ivey or do they just stand pat and get a guy that they know will come in Keegan Murray and play? That would make some sense. But if he doesn't go four, is he definitely going five to Detroit? Talked about Ben Matherin. Seems to be some movement there that Ben Matherin, who is now two to one to go number five overall, I think over five and a half Keegan Murray is an interesting one to look at because if this smoke is real about Matherin going five and there is a bidding war for Jaden Ivey at four, then maybe Keegan Murray's that the odd man out in that top five situation. So at plus 200, Keegan Murray over, that might be worth a little bit of a look for me to see if he drops because I think he could ultimately go you know, top top five, but... Uh, two to one, I would say. He's going for to Sacramento. They're going safe. And then Usman Dang, he's going under 11 and a half. That has been a moving like crazy. So I think Usman Dang could end up in the first, in the top 10 for that plus money price. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Talk some Knicks. What will they do at 11? Will they make a big move? And also, how good are the Yankees? We'll talk to John Stremski next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Do it quickly, Sean. Avalanche win three two. They're up three games to one in okay. that series. Just I gotta I gotta do it. It's the, it's the proper radio thing you gotta do. You never yeah, know who's yeah, driving yeah, around. Yeah, All yeah. right, but let's uh let's bring in our next guest. I was I was driving around listening to some podcasts, doing what I normally do, and uh, a particular podcast popped up with our good friend John Yastrzemski. He's the host of the New York New York podcast on the Ringer Network, and uh, he gave an impassioned plea <laughs> about Jaden Ivy going to the New York Knickerbockers. And I had to bring on JJ, and he's kind enough to join us right now from the Big Apple. All right, what's the latest buzz? Now, the odds the other day at DraftKings, JJ, were actually plus 350 for Ivy to land with the Knicks. They have now shifted back to plus 800. So what's the latest? Do you think your Knickerbockers can pull this off and bring the Purdue guard to the Big Apple? Well, fellas, I'm daring to dream. That's the idea. I'm daring to dream. There's not much to dream about from a Knickerbocker perspective, but I am daring to dream they can pull that off because, look, they desperately need a lead guard. Uh, They have a team with some young talent, but they don't have anybody that really excites you outside of R.J. Barrett. Tobin's a decent player. Quickly's a decent player. So to me, getting a lead guard is something they desperately have to do. And if it means a first-round pick or two, if it means Obi Toppin, so be it. The Sacramento Kings are normally a team that would make a silly, short-sided trade along those lines. They do have Fox. They do have Davion Mitchell. But I'm not in love with the fact that those DraftKings odds went from 350 to 800 over the last 24 hours. That's not ideal. And 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 real quickly, I, I just you know this is something we always tell people. Please make sure you know your house rules because I, I don't know. They might they're gonna change from shop to shop because the NBA is is so dumb when it yeah. comes to the draft where 
you know, let's say Jaden Ivey's rights do get traded to the Knicks, but it takes, so I don't know how it's all going to work out. So mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, right now he's minus 175 to go fourth overall, uh, which I think seems to make a lot of sense, but who knows what's going to ultimately play. I actually hope he doesn't go to the Knicks. And it's not a shot at you, John, because he's not a lead guard. And the worst thing you can do is go somewhere with that kind of fan base or those kind of expectations, and you can't live up to them. Like, I think in a perfect world, he's a more athletic Marcus Smart. But I don't think he has the ball handling skills or the distribution skills to be like a guy that handles the ball the majority of the game. Yeah, but you tell me I'm getting Marcus Smart, I'm going to be pretty fired up about that. Now, I don't think he's as good a defender as Marcus Smart, for what it's worth. And I know you get some shortcomings with Marcus Smart's game, but he he can blow past you. He's got a shot handle. He's got He's got a well-versed type of game that he brings to the table and look Sean we'll see like what kind of NBA future he has but I think his sort of game and style of play is exactly what you're looking for now in the modern day NBA like let me put it this way I'm gonna be a lot more excited about a pick like that and, and no knock on AJ Griffin and no knock on Mark Williams they may turn out to be fine NBA players but like those picks are kind of eh from a Knicks perspective. They don't move the needle for me. Yeah. Eh. yeah. And I mean, I think the athletic ability, the comp to, to he's going to be box office. Ja Morant because of the athletic ability. And they worked out together when, when, you know, his mom was, was an assistant in Memphis. It, it makes sense. And for New York, he, it would make a ton of, uh, of sense there. Well, so go Knicks. The NBA is better when you guys are in the playoffs. Well, it, I think it would be. Yeah, you ain't kidding. It's been way too long, though, Sean. I, mean, <laughs> Sean, think about it. I, I, I think the last time the Knicks were like consistently in the playoffs, you were, you were still in playoff games in the NFL. So it, it's it, it's so crazy, John. Like, you guys lost in the first round last year. We still remember. Like the Hawks Knicks, because like it was such a crazy, I think, crazy atmosphere. I think JJ was out on a light post there on <laughs> uh, on was it thirty fourth I mean, Avenue. The Garden crowd was celebrating Game Two win like it was uh, <laughs> like a championship. <laughs> they carried Julius Randle out on people's our, shoulders. Our fan base, fellas, you know, I'll do it. Oh man, well we will uh, we will see what happens tomorrow. But let's pivot to a team that we know is really good, and that is the New York Yankees. Uh, just. Goodness gracious, tremendous, tremendous team. Another homer uh, from Aaron Judge tonight. They win 5-4 to four down in Tampa to improve to 51-18. and 18. Uh, John, where does this team, let's just look at the regular season. You know, I asked this question earlier tonight, curious to get your thoughts. Where do you think, win-wise, the Yankees land? Uh, you know, are, are, is the talk too premature about, you know, the 2001 Mariners? Wow. The pace would say, no, it's not premature. I still think it kind of is, guys, because look, you're going to hit a rut. You're going to hit a rough patch. And a lot of those projections kind of go out the window the minute that ends up taking shape. But if I'm putting a win total on the Yankees right here and right now, I don't think they're hitting 114. I don't think they're hitting 116. I think they're winning between 105 and 110 games, though. I mean, they got it firing on all cylinders. They have to assume everybody stays healthy, and they don't lose Judge, and they don't lose Rizzo. We're staying there cold for an extended period of time. But the starting pitching is the best in the American League. Aaron Judge has played like the American League MVP. They're going to have a ton of guys going to the All-Star game over the next couple weeks. 
and it's their time. I mean, the Yankees have to get to a World Series this year, fellas. And I thought they were improved. I thought they were better. I remember visiting with you guys right before the Final Four, and I'm like, yeah, I think I like their over. They're better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, I didn't think they were this good, though. I mean, that's the surprise. I did not think the Yankees were this good over the first three months. They've played out of their freaking minds. They have played unbelievable. I think they're the biggest surprise of all of baseball, in my opinion. And it's because of this reason. Garrett Cole is an ace. He's having a solid season. But Montgomery, Italian, and Cortez have all pitched 70-plus innings. And they all have a sub 2.75 ERA. At what point do you think some negative regression comes to those three arms? It's not sustainable what they're doing now. I'm not saying they're going to you know, turn into, you know, a guy that throws the ball underhand. But when do you think that regression's coming? Because from a gambling standpoint, I want to be there to capitalize. And that's a great point, Sean. And I think you're going to see it over the next couple of weeks. Because, listen, I love me some Nesta Cortez. Nesta Cortez got roughed up by the Rays his last start. There's no way he's pitching a 180 RA all year. He might be good enough to go and pitch to a 2-9 or a 3, but you're going to see a little of that regression. You saw a little bit of it from Montgomery. And where you want to capitalize, I think, from a gambling angle, is when these starters are facing off against the lineup two, three, four times over the course of the year. Like you saw that with Cortez. First start against the Rays, unhittable. Second start was good. By the time you get to that third start, even a team like Tampa that's not great offensively is going to be able to make adjustments. So I'll give you a perfect example. The Yankees play the Red Sox back-to-back weekends. Right after 4th of July, they play four in Boston, then they play three in New York the following weekend. That, to me, is where you look to see the second time they're matching up with a certain pitcher. Think about some overs in those games, and think about some uh, overs when it comes to team totals. Yeah, very good point. Uh, John Jastrzemski here on the nightcap. Uh, Talking about that staff on the back end, I think one of the reasons they have been able to win and close out a lot of these close ball games is because Clay Holmes has been outstanding as the closer. I'm a guy that Chapman makes me nervous. He comes out of the bullpen. He's already in a full sweat. I feel like every time he comes in the game, it's first and third with one out after 10 pitches. When he comes back, do you think the Yankees stay with Holmes or would you go back to Chapman? It's a great question. I don't think the Yankees will just handle all this jab in the ninth inning. And Clay Holmes has been the best reliever in baseball this year. I mean, the numbers are just off the charts. He was unhittable on Wednesday night. I mean, the guy has been the absolute goods. But they need Chapman. I'm not saying in the ninth inning, Sean, but they need him to pitch in high-leverage situations. So what I would do is I kind of identify, hey, late in the game, when is the two, three, and four hitters coming up? If it's in the eighth inning, that's when I'll go to Holmes. If those guys are coming up in the ninth inning, well, then maybe I'll go with Chapman for 789, and I'll go with Holmes, and I'll mix and match that way. Holmes is their best reliever. He needs to be pitching in those high-leverage situations. It's funny. You tell me nervous when it comes to Raldis Chapman. My mom, a big Yankee fan, will text me that basically. Anytime he comes into the game, she probably don't even remember his name, but anytime she sees Chapman, I get the text. Nervous. Nervous. So, yeah, that's coming up. And he's in a full sweat. I never understand it. I, mean, I don't well, even think he can see the, the plate. He's wearing the Under Armour Nike turtleneck when it's like 95 <laughs> degrees in New York. He's his rear end off. Yeah, sounds about right. Hey, JJ, 30 seconds. Do the Mets hold off the Braves? Because, man, are they hot right now. Braves are red hot. But, yes, remember, the Mets are getting Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom back. I think both, though, 
fellas will be playing in the playoffs, don't be surprised they match up with one another. At John underscore Yastrzemski. Check out the podcast, Great New stuff, York, JJ. New York, and the Ringer Podcast Network. For your sake, for New York's sake, we're pulling for Jaden Ivey to NYC tomorrow, John. That'd be nice, fellas. Always a pleasure going on with you guys. Sean, Timmy, take care, all right? There yeah. he is, John Yastrzemski. Make sure to check out that podcast. It'll be a must-listen if Jaden Ivey ends up He's box office in New now. York. He's going to be on the highlights. We'll wrap up things next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Put some cash in your pockets with the Wrangler Hoops Draft Challenge. Make your picks on where the future stars will land at DraftKings.com slash Wrangler. Compete for your share of $10,000 in prizes. Wrangler for the ride of life. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg coming up top of the hour with the look ahead. That's Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap. We will get to game five of the Stanley Cup final in just a little bit. Get those odds out there. Three to two. Nazem Kadri with the game winner. 12-02 into overtime as the Avalanche get the victory. Come from 2-1 down after two periods. Under hits for the first time in the series. All right, wrap things up. Putting a bow on it. Uh, We do have a cigar bet. Uh, I do not feel good about it, but hey. Can't Stranger t- things have happened. Somehow, Where did the Knicks pick? Uh, Knicks pick at 11. So I need, so uh, just to remind you, uh, folks, our cigar bet was A.J. Griffin would be a first round pick, and uh, his stock has dropped. No, top 10 pick. What did I say? You said first round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel much better about that one. <laughs> <laughs> be a top 10 pick, as you see right there, the odds at plus 200 now. So uh, come pick 11. I'm sure you'll be peacocking. Uh, I didn't get any luck in the NFL draft with all our bets, 
So maybe I'll get luck here. Maybe the uh, Washington Wizards will draft him at 10 and uh, we'll be able to survive. But certainly feels like uh, we will. Uh, you'll be handed a cigar. You'd want your Wizards to get worse as opposed to you losing a cigar bet. What kind of fan are you? I'm not a fan of the Wizards. Yeah. Maybe Bradley Beal will get moved tomorrow. So I'm going to tell you how tomorrow is going to go. Okay. Because the NFL is undefeated. About an hour before the NBA draft, <laughs> reports are going to come out that Baker Mayfield is being traded to the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm just telling you, watch. <laughs> Sounds about right. Watch. Uh, <laughs> They're going to delay the start of the NBA draft to have like a, <laughs> a round table on what Baker to the Seahawks means. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know you were peppering me. So these are two plays that I, I like right. right now. Okay, where are we going with? All right, we're going Jalen Duran over. Ten and a half. See, I like that because that's only what minus one thirty-five. Yeah, my yeah. So it's reasonable. Yeah. So we're gonna go Jalen Duran, the big man out of Memphis. There's some buzz that uh, he could go nine. I I don't buy it. Um, I don't. It doesn't seem like a, a Spurs pick to me. I just don't love his game for the current NBA. He's got to go to the right spot. So I'm agreeing with you that he'll drop. And then I, you know, earlier this week, uh, Usman Diang. You had, like him. You learn how to pronounce his name, and you just like to see it. I just – I with drafts, I, I like to see where the steam is. and uh, the, He's very skilled. Jonathan Gavoni, uh, his latest mock, has him going eight to New Orleans. And I'll read what it says. It says, drafting Diang, who wowed New Orleans in a private workout in Miami several weeks ago – and allowing him to come along slowly would make plenty of sense, especially if top target Dyson Daniels is unavailable as forecasted in this scenario. So you had Dyson Daniels. Is that the kid that uh, played in Canada or something? Uh, Dyson Daniels played the G League. G League? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I will say uh, Usman Diang, if you want to play a little more conservative, under 11.5, I think the way to go would be, I think he goes top 10 or he goes over 11 and a half because I don't know if Washington or New York are going to be drafting a, a project guy like that. So I would take the plus 110 that he goes first uh, top 10. And, uh, but that not, matches up. French, you know, New Orleans got that huge Creole, Cajun. You know, <laughs> it fits right in. Yeah. Well, they're, they're a playoff team. You know, they got a lot of pieces down there. So those would be the two that I'll be cheering for. Uh, I'll be cheering for through you guys because I don't have access to it here. By the way, not to cut you off, I am going to put a futures bet on the Pelicans next year. Win it all? Yeah, if Zion comes back, I love their roster. Okay. They they were a fun team to watch. They were a lot of fun to watch uh, this year uh, in the uh, in the postseason. So I'm hoping that A.J. Griffin somehow, some way, I'm not. goes top 10. No, I'm not. Not holding my breath on uh, on that one. And uh, so, what's your play on Usman Ding? Uh, that he goes top ten, top ten plus one ten right now. Gotcha. Those odds have completely shrunk. You could have got you know plus three fifty earlier this week. So I'm just going to ride the steam there. That Diang will be a first round uh, top ten pick plus one ten, and Jalen Duran goes over ten and a half. I think it's kind of correlated there. Uh, if Diang goes top ten, even though San Antonio, San Antonio per the all the mock drafts seems to be the only spot. For Duran, so I think Duran will drop a little bit, go over ten and a half. I don't see him going to Washington, uh, so I'll take over ten and a half minus one thirty-five. My two plays, Sean, yeah. for the NBA draft, and of course our cigar bet that is uh, doesn't look great for for your boy. So yeah, so I was so on fire during the NFL draft. I'm probably gonna sit the NBA draft out, but I will say so this: so on fire, Benedict Mathurin, Mathurin. wing Matherin, uh wing from Arizona. 
He'll be the second best player in this draft. So on fire. Because I'm I'm you gotta think that one of Chet, Jabari, and Paulo is gonna turn into like a major star. But I think Benedict Matherin is the next guy. All right. There you go. Yeah. I wish I could wager on that somehow. But I probably should. Get him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right. I'll do that after the draft. I was thinking maybe tomorrow. What's his odds to go four? Because Sacramento, if I was running Sacramento, that's who we'd be taking four. We may draft another guard. Matherin to go four is 15 to one. What about five to Uh, Detroit? That is uh, plus 200. So maybe I'll put one unit on each. And if he goes five. Don't don't waste your pick on four. Don't, Don't waste your money on four. He's not going you don't to think play. Sacramento would do the right thing? Nope. Even though he's a West Coast I think, kid. I think it's Jaden Ivey or Keegan uh, Keegan Murray. I think well, I, he's I, light years better than Keegan Murray. They like Keegan Murray. Yeah, that's why they stink. <laughs> Fair, but I'm just saying. Uh, the the steam has been on him going five, and Adrian Wojnarowski, I think yesterday in his mock draft, had Matherin going five. To Detroit. I, I think there's going to be some funny business, though, uh, tomorrow. So. That's smart by Detroit. You get you basically replace Jeremy Grant with a guy who I think is a more athletic Jeremy Grant. That's what I think he's going to be in the NBA. You clear up the cap space to then go out and add Aiton. And, I mean, the boat's moving full speed down the lake at that point. I mean, cooking with fish grease. I mean, you're Detroit's putting, selling you're, tickets. You're putting a lot of... <laughs> Uh, horses before the cart there. Uh, I don't know if the Aiden thing is is. Well, I'm just, I'm just conclusion. trying to get the people of Detroit fired up. The NBA is better when the Palace is packed. And I know they don't play in the Palace yeah. anymore, people. I'm just reminiscing. All right. So uh, if Detroit you're out there. Detroit basketball. Durin over 10.5 for me and Deang going top 10 would be the two plays I would have. The night before the draft. Uh for, uh, for, for what time's the draft kickoff tomorrow? Four thirty. Four thirty. Pacific, time? I think seven, seven thirty, something like that. What's the over under on how many selections we actually know where the pick is going? <laughs> uh, we'll know them all. Woj will have them all. Him and Shams. You have to turn your social media off if you're yeah. going to watch the TV version of the NBA draft. Absolutely. I'm just telling you now. Put your phones down. Get off your iPad. You can't do both. All right. Let's. Uh, Let's take a, a quick revisit of what happened tonight down in Tampa. 3-2 to two the final score. Uh, Tampa Bay falling to the Colorado Avalanche. Do you give your beloved Tampa Bay Lightning a shot? Well, first of all, three in a row this game. game might not be over. John Cooper came out and said that the Avs had too many guys on the ice at the time of that goal. So I'm holding out on my coach. <laughs> he said he'll do a full press conference tomorrow and identify – the tragic, the travesty that took place at Tampa tonight, and if that's the case, you're gonna overturn it. No, but if that's the case, and I like the Lightning to win three in a row, we'll get every power play imaginable. <laughs> after that, well, get on out there, nine to one right now. Why not nine to one? I mean, if you're gonna go down, go down in flames, right? I mean, you do like wasting money because no, I don't. You, you, when you bet on the Cincinnati, Reds. I believe in the Reds, okay. and if the Reds will be buyers at the trade deadline and add a bullpen arm, then the Reds got everything else. I need a, like a I need like a water bottle with a sprayer and just spray you. Like, Bro. stop. Anyway, I'm on to the Guardians now. Anyway, I still got my Reds as backup, but <laughs> I'm, I'm on to the Guardians. The Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. The rest of the year. I'm betting every team to change names. So. Guardians, Commanders, here we go. 
There you go. That's your, that's your <laughs> MO. Roll with teams with new nicknames. Um, so what do you think? Game game four, Sean, coming up, minus 165 for the Avs, plus 145 you can get for Tampa Bay. Well, I'm a diehard and a real true fan, so I'm never going to bet against the Lightning. So I just watch this game. I will. I just watched the game. I think the I, th- I will. I, I I think the over is going to be the play because I do think the Avs are going to play extremely aggressive. They're going to be trying to knock the Lightning out early, which I think could lead to maybe the Lightning scoring some goals with the Avs getting a little undisciplined. So I think I might play first period over and game over. All right, that's where I'm leaning. Let's go, Usman Dang first uh, top ten. Jalen Duran over ten and a half. Thanks to Cody Decker. Thanks to Johnny Avello, Nick Whalen, and John Yastrzemski for Sean King. I'm Tim Murray, the one and only Scott Seidenberg. Up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.